0: Namaskar, this is Akhilesh Bhargav, welcome to tidbits on Business and Finance with me. Last week, the Reserve Bank directed the Paytm Payments Bank to immediately stop onboarding of new customers and it also directed the bank to conduct a comprehensive audit of its information technology systems. The RBI's concerns stem from various deficiencies observed in the bank during the RBI inspections In the last few years. A subsequent Bloomberg report alleged that the Reserve Bank restriction came as the bank had allowed its data to flow to servers abroad in stark violation of India's data rules which say that data must be localized. It said that annual inspection by the Reserve Bank found that the bank's servers were sharing information with China-based entities which indirectly own the stake in Paytm Payments Bank. The company vehemently denied the Bloomberg allegations and said that the bank's data resides within India only. It said that the recent Bloomberg report claiming data leaked to Chinese firms by it is completely false and is simply sensationalizing the issue. The bank emphasized that it is a completely homegrown bank and is fully compliant with Reserve Bank's regulations on data localization. It reiterated that all the data of the bank resides within the country only. These vehement denials of the company, these statements did not convince the markets, and the Paytm shares fell further to touch a low of one third of its IPO price. The fact that the two Chinese giants, which is Alibaba and Ant Financial, together hold about 31% shareholding in the parent company of the Paytm Payments Bank, only adds credibility to the Bloomberg report. While the violation of data rules is considered to be a very serious offense, yet more than the sharing of data with Chinese companies as alleged in the Bloomberg report, to us, it is all about the curbs placed on Chinese investments in India on account of the geopolitical tensions between India and China. And those could be responsible for the heavy-handed Reserve Bank action on the Paytm Bank. And it is not that all is clean and good with the bank. There are numerous other reports. But to us, we think that it has to do with the overall situation where Chinese investments are frowned or looked into very carefully and so is the management of those companies. It's not just that banks are highly regulated and supervised by the Reserve Bank of India to prevent any further banking scandals, frauds, and failures in the country. It is more that the government and the Reserve Bank are very cautious in clearing investment proposals from China and are thereafter also very vigilant, as we said, about Indian entities which have dominant shareholders from China, as in the case of Paytm. If the alleged violation by Paytm Payments Bank of sharing its data with Chinese entities is found to be true, then we would not be really surprised. There are numerous reports from time to time which speak of massive violations by Chinese entities and investors in the matter of investing in Indian companies and later in the management of those entities. A report in the Economic Times says... That the government has unearthed several cases of illegal activities by Chinese business entities either directly or through proxies across many sectors. And those sectors where these Chinese have been violating the Indian laws, these investors and their Indian companies include higher education, small finance, cryptocurrency, etc. And this has been found ever since the government launched a crackdown against Chinese firms for their alleged evasion of taxes in the country. One thing led to the other. Several Chinese companies in India have been found to be involved in tax evasion, FEMA contravention, etc. as per the findings of investigation launched against them by security and other probe agencies of India. If you go by the recent reports, the Chinese-owned companies seem to have little respect for the law of the land in India and they blatantly violate it. Here are a few such instances reported in the media in recent times and we would believe that there would be many others which are lurking around yet to be found out. The first such instance, tax raids were conducted against ZT Corporation, the Chinese giant telecom equipment manufacturer and these were conducted in 2021, following which the income tax department unearthed tax liability of hundreds of crores of rupees as also unaccounted money and failure to deduct taxes owed by ZT for several financial years. The second instance, the social media has been misused by Chinese companies in order to commit financial frauds, and many of them have been found to have illegally remitted thousands of crores of rupees from India, being the ill-gotten gains from such kind of frauds, such kind of violations that they commit. The next one. Chinese-controlled Indian entities have run illegal finance business through loan apps and have thereafter sent huge money overseas through fake invoices, fake payments and of course very often through illegal hawala channels. In a telecom scam, over a thousand pre-activated SIM cards were exported to China by an Indian entity by such a shady kind of an entity which then came back to India via a few Chinese nationals. Four Chinese nationals were arrested in one case as part of this network to smuggle in SIM cards and that violates the telecom laws of the country, they are a security threat. In another such case, about 1650 pre-activated SIM cards were sent to China through a gurugram based hotel which had linked with ZTE, the Chinese telecom giant, which itself was at the receiving end of a massive tax raid and was found to have violated in a big way. Then, the China Radio International in its Tamil broadcast has been advocating a pro-China stance by depicting economic slowdown in India and showing economic growth in China. It has been criticizing Indian activities in the border areas and it has been propagating the official Chinese line of not recognizing the union territory of Ladakh. These are just some instances which show how blatantly the Chinese-owned entities have been violating the laws in the country, whether it be related to taxation, etc. The question is, what is the modus operandi that they adopt to come into the country? The modus operandi adopted by Chinese entities to illegally own and manage Indian companies, despite the government's stringent restrictions, was unearthed in a recent crackdown on such firms by the Ministry of Corporate Affairs. It was found that... Chinese nationals based in Hong Kong, Taiwan, and China register companies in India with the help of chartered accountants who also help them to register the firms and fulfill their documentation and registration formalities. The report says that they also provide them with dummy directors and office addresses. After some time, the Indian dummy directors are removed or they continue on paper and let the Chinese take charge of the companies which is in complete violation of the Reserve Bank and FEMA guidelines. The profits earned by these entities are then routed abroad either through bogus payments or through Hawala channels with local professionals willingly assisting these companies, of course, for a price. It was further seen that a Bengaluru registered company called Jump Money Promotions Private Limited run by a local Indian and a Chinese national was found to be involved in the activity of supplying bogus bills to Indian-Chinese entities in order to help them to evade taxes and then send the money abroad through illegal channels. So that's the next thing that they do, evade taxes and remit money abroad either through bogus payments or through illegal remittance channels. This company, Jump Money, Jump Monkey, also helped them to launder their money overseas. Further talking about the modus operandi, The ROC Gujarat is reported to have cracked down on such shell companies with dummy Indian directors and Chinese links and all of them indulging in tax evasion, bank frauds, money laundering and crypto frauds. The ROC Gujarat has so far filed 4 FIRs as part of a nationwide crackdown on shell companies with dummy Indian directors and Chinese connections with action being taken against these Chinese nationals and also those chartered accounts and other professionals who are helping them to conduct these nefarious activities. Many such entities have been found in Gujarat alone, all of them with Chinese connections and rampant illegal remittance of money abroad. These entities have been found in Surat, Bangalore, Delhi, Ahmedabad, Mumbai, etc. And they all show widespread interest of the Chinese in the Indian economy. Despite the fact That the government has imposed huge restrictions and and is very cautious in clearing investment proposals from China into India. And despite the government banning hundreds of Chinese apps that seek a toehold into the Indian economy. The reality despite that is that investment from China into India's startup ecosystem in particular have picked up in 2021 after a slump that was seen in 2020 such investments from China have been pouring in despite the increased surveillance and scrutiny of Chinese investments by the Indian regulators and the authorities. Even though all the big-ticket investment deals happened with American investors, who were found to have pumped in $21.55 billion in 2021 by participating in 825 investment rounds of Indian startups. That is the case of big-ticket investments which mainly come from the American investors. In the case of Chinese VCs, incubators and accelerators, it was found that in 2021, they had invested $14.13 billion as against about $21 billion by the Americans. And they did that across 268 investment rounds of startups. Chinese are found to prefer investing in late stage startups as against the American appetite for early stage startups also. The fact is that India is the biggest market outside China for such investments. And therefore, their investors cannot ignore India and have been coming to the Indian shores. But then, a fund-starved India also cannot ignore China and it needs this capital, unmindful of the tensions and the enmity between the two countries. And that applies to the government also, according to us. The recent reports say that in order to boost for investment in the government's flagship PLI scheme, there could be relaxations of the curbs on investment by Chinese companies in key sectors in India on a case-to-case basis by the government. But such relaxation will exclude the ban on Chinese apps imposed in 2020, which is here to stay. But for PLI-related investments, relaxations are expected. With its large manufacturing base and its massive cash flows, The world has not been able to ignore a belligerent China and India seems to be no exception. Expect Chinese investments to continue to flow into India, whether legally or illegally, and do not be surprised if Paytm's data was actually going overseas to Chinese servers. Those are the kind of management practices. Those are the kind of violations that have been found in Indian entities, which have got predominant Chinese investors, as in the case of Paytm. This is Akhile Bhargav signing off till we'll we meet again. Namaskar.